Hello and welcome to day 10 of The Sumo. This is Sumo Mainichi and I'm Amy. I'm here with Dave. We're going to bring you all the action of the day. Yeah, day 10, double digits, the uh, end of this basho looming uh, in the distance, getting ever closer day by day. That's how the linear flow of time works, as I understand it. Uh, another cold day in Tokyo today as people trudged home from Kokugikan, 11 degrees Celsius, 51 degrees Fahrenheit, not a cloud in the sky, the wind barely moving, a beautiful winter's day in Tokyo. We've just finished watching the sumo and can't wait to bring you uh, all of our thoughts. We've sprinted in here. We have. We're a little out of breath because we were so desperate <laughs> to start the podcast today. Just run um, in. Before we, we uh, kick into the sumo action, uh, an interesting article that came out today from the good people at Kyoto News. Uh, the headline reads, women's sumo tourney to launch in February with backing from Hakuho. Did mm. you see this article? I did. I saw it on Instagram. There's a lovely series of posts uh, with Hakuho and the poster mm. for the event. It looks really cool. Yeah. Um, it's on February 11th. Okay. It's only a few That's weeks away. Soon. I'm interested about their marketing timelines, but um, great to hear um, that Hakuho putting his weight behind, literally and figuratively, behind uh, a women's sumo tournament in Japan. This mm. is huge. It's massive and I think it's so cool that he's using his obviously still huge power and influence and probably wealth as well to maybe back these things and knowing that a lot of people will come on board with it if the great man is, you know, if he's oh. endorsing these <clears throat> things, if he's saying, hey, women's sumo competitions are cool, yeah. uh, are something to get behind, then why wouldn't you? Using his power for good. Uh, I'll take this straight from the article. About 200 female wrestlers from first graders to high school students yeah, awesome. plan to compete in the inaugural Dream Girls Cup at Sumida Futsal Arena. This really, I mean, the obvious question that comes out of this is what do we know about the Sumida Futsal Arena? Mm. Is it is it sumo compliant? <laughs> and by that I mean is it very hot in there even on a cold day? Yeah, do they not have any air con? <laughs> <laughs> and are there heaps of beers for sale? That's probably not uh, not needed for a, a kid's tournament, I suppose. Well, I mean, obviously you don't serve it to the kids, but for the mums and dads bringing their, you know, their families along. Yeah. They deserve a, a nice crisp beer to enjoy with their sumo. Now, the name of the tournament, Dream Girls Cup. What do you think of that? <laughs> I think it sounds like a that and the poster um, uh, are quite marketing-y. Like, yeah. I kind of like that aspect of it as well in that it's looking to make it sound, I've used the word cool way too many times to be cool, but make it sound like something fun and exciting to do. I have a little like... As a woman, yes, <laughs> I have a little thing sometimes where women's events are dressed up a little bit yeah. in terms of colours and um, special names. Like, what, what's the name again? Crazy Girls. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Although I, I hope that they considered that. It's called Dream Girls. Dream Girls, Dream Girls. Which the name has a certain flavour. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cute. It's, yep. I guess it's a bit kawaii, you know. Like, yeah. Um, but it also could be called, you know, badass bitches or something. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like I know it what could you mean. Bit... Yeah. Yeah, but it's got to have an angle. Yeah, they're dressing saying. it up a yeah, little bit, yeah, yeah. and and if that's what it takes to get um, women's sumo happening in girls sumo happening in Japan, then so be it. Miyagino Oyakata had some uh, 
quotes or some press release quotes that he included here. I'm happy with the establishment of a tournament that responds to the voices of female sumo lovers. Yep. I mean, there you go. That's great. The great man has spoken. I hope this will be a big step in further expanding the popularity of sumo in the future. And really, that's such a Miyagino thing to say, isn't it? Yeah, he's very diplomatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just wants sumo to be huge. Yeah, that's right. And he knows that the more audiences he can get into it, the more families he can get into yep. it. I mean, he just understands grassroots development of a sport, <sighs> I guess. He and he Nishonozeki, you know, Kiznesato, they... We hear all the time about their modern coaching methods, yeah. but also it's about their modern approaches to the sport. And hopefully they can also bring their influence in terms of um, making it available for, for foreigners, foreigners to watch. I know I've taken a big leap no, here. No, no, no. I was about to ask you the same thing. Like if you follow that logic, that must come next. I Why, think so. If Huckahall, he's a worldly gent. He knows he can get... More money, you know, More he's money. looking overseas. He's already exactly. been to Canada. Yeah. You know, maybe he's going somewhere else soon. It's exciting to think about the future of sumo. Uh, but let's talk about the now of mm. sumo. All right. uh, let's jump in to the top division bouts. Old mate, Tomokaze, he Yay. picked up his second win uh, of the Basho, somehow slowing down the attack of Hirodumi and then twisting on the doyo before slapping Hirodumi down. Ah, uh, I treasure every win I see from yeah. Tomokaze. Yeah, let's really revel in revel this. Revel in it. Let's watch it a couple of times. I wouldn't have expected that his second win would come from Hirodumi. No, when, when I saw this uh, matchup on the uh, Torakumi, I thought, uh-oh. Yeah, exactly. Well, Hirodumi, known for his great touchy eye, mm. uh, here today maybe took Tomokaze a bit easy. So, uh, yeah, a surprise win, I'd say, for Tomokaze. He's two and eight, Hirodumi four and six. And look, that was a Hatekikomi, and I just wanted to mention this one as well because it was uh, straight afterwards, it was Ichiyamamoto against Churunaumi. So two kind of surprise Hatekikomi wins perhaps in a row. He moved forward. We've been talking yeah. about him not looking and not moving forward. He moved forward today. These both had the technique of Hatekikomi, but they really couldn't be different. Uh, it was Ichiyamamoto, Ichiyamamoto who was on the attack here. And I was impressed. Mm. It's all I want to see is something being generated by those thrusting attacks. And yeah, he really created the space to pull Churunaumi into. The Tomokaze case was like, I'm on the bales, what can I do? Yeah, what can I do? And he almost <laughs> pulled him, like slapped yeah. him down next yeah. to him, past yep. him. But Ichimamoto's was positive. It was on the front foot. I thought it was better work from him. Yes. He's 4-6. How has he got four wins? Well, that's a great question. I'm just having a look now. Well, I looked before yeah. and it's against surprisingly good guys. He's beaten Nishikigi. Yeah. Ex-Ozeki Mitakumi, Hirudumi, yeah. who lost today. And today, Churunumi. Oh, I mean, but he's also lost against... Well, he's lost against some decent people, but 4-6 now, he's still in with a, with a chance to get that Kachikoshi to at Maegashira 7. <laughs> the Yusho, yeah. yeah, yeah, hopefully he gets a Kachikoshi. Chirinomi, he's 5-5. Five and five. All right, let's take a look at this Wakamoto Haru and Oho bout. Oho in better form uh, and gets tested today by the ex-Sekiwake Wakamoto Haru. And Oho did a good job early of uh, keeping Wakamoto Haru from getting in too close. Um, Oho throwing out the attacks just to create some space between them. But Wakamoto Haru was moving forward, moving forward, always moving forward. Uh, Oho dodged an incoming attack here and overbalanced. 
Uh, and mm. Wakamoto Haru didn't even need to uh, touch him here. Yeah. Oho just kept on walking over the Yatawara. I think uh, the Torakumi committee committed to Oho a bit and hoped that he was going to follow through. And I think they too, <laughs> what that suggests to me, that they too suffer from the same issue as we do in being entirely unable to predict which Oho shows up on a particular day. Well, should we do a little preview of day 11 here? Because there's a reason why you're saying this about the Torakumi committee. Yeah. is because tomorrow Oho takes on Sekiwake Kodnowaka. Yes. So they presumed perhaps that he would win today, but against Wakamoto <laughs> Haru. wild. I know. <laughs> why would you do that? That's pretty crazy. Oh. I just want to propose um, a couple of other opponents for uh, Kodnowaka. He could have fought Meisei yep. and Tamawashi, both who are higher. Uh, Meisei won today. Uh, we're still to talk about Tamawashi's bout, so yep. stay tuned. But um, it, it's just an odd choice. Also, he lost today. He didn't look good. He's six and four, though, so maybe we're piling on him a little bit too much. Oh, look, he's doing well, but not fight the Sekiwake well mm. at Maegashira 11, you know. Uh, Wakamoto Haru moves to seven and three, Oho six and four. So I mentioned Tamawashi, and today he draws equal with Hakuho, of all people, uh, for number of appearances. In Makuchi. In Makuchi. So 1,282. He's still a ways from the top. Uh, I think we calculated the other day that he'd need to stay in sumo for, do you remember? It was like another six years or something. Yeah, it was quite <laughs> it's, a, it's long a long time. time. Yeah. But, uh, but he's right up there and that's super impressive with anything to come up against uh, a hakuho in a list. Uh, so congratulations, number one, to Tamawashi. He came up today against Atami Fuji and it looked like he was just going to win straight out of the touch. Yeah, he got the Norua again. He's been using it. Hasn't he? It's his weapon, this basho. Weapon of choice. It's a good look. He pushed Atami Fuji all the way to the edge and then turned away, moved himself away. Atami Fuji wasn't over. Well, Atami Fuji should have gone out here. Yeah. Absolutely should have gone over the Tawara. Uh, Tamawashi could almost register this look of surprise. Yeah. And he attacks again. Yep. He went for it. Atami Fuji transformed into a into a ballet dancer. He found the balance of a beam gymnast and moved himself around up on the uh, Tawara and got himself out of trouble. Yeah, so for a second time. Yeah, he did it He twice. should not have been able to regain his feet and, and dodge this second attack. And not only that, he came back at Tamawashi. Yeah, he certainly he did. He bowled himself into Tamawashi's middle and it was only through uh, 1,282 <laughs> bouts of uh, experience and yeah. keeping a stable head that Tamawashi was able to um, sort of absorb that attack. They both went down together though. I thought it was closer than it was. It was given to Tamawashi. It was, yeah. And, the, um, and it was that. Yeah, but it was very close. It was very close. This was a brilliant bout. Yeah. Uh, I mean, age versus enthusiasm, uh, experience versus optimism. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Atami Fuji, if you're a fan, there's so many good things to take away from this loss today. The footwork, the balance, the innate sumo understanding. Um, I had a look at their birthdays. Mm. Obviously, Tamawashi, the oldest rikishi out there, uh, Tami Fuji close to one of the youngest. Uh, when Tamawashi made his debut in 2004, uh, Tami Fuji was one year and four months old. Oh. 
Isn't that crazy? That's that's amazing. Yeah. Big yeah. age difference there. Tamawashi, I, you know, I think even towards the end of last year, we were like, sun setting on uh, old Tamawashi. Yeah. You've done your service. Maybe coming Maybe to the end. Time. Well done. We all salute you. <laughs> and then this Basho, he has come alive. Tamawashi with that brilliant win, seven and three. Tommy Fuji with that loss, uh, four and six, still hanging on there at Maegashira one. Yeah, doing his best. All right, let's move on to the Sanyaku bouts for day 10. Kicking us off was Maegashira two, Midori Fuji up against Ura. Both of these Rikishi coming in on two wins no. and seven losses. No. For the victor, the glory of three wins. <laughs> for the loser, the shame of eight losses and Makakoshi. Uh, out of the touchy eye, it was really a battle here of who could go lower. Yeah. Ura came out, was dipping low, Midori Fuji doing the same, but it was Ura who managed to somehow get underneath Midori Fuji, which he was really uh, overbalanced forward here. I worry for Ura when he's like this. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's just so insistent on getting in and under. Midori Fuji as well, though, because it's... He needs to be under to do the katsukashi. He certainly does, and that's exactly what he did. He moved in close, stood Ura up, under that uh, left shoulder of Ura. And here we go, Katasakashi, the setup was there. That's it. But Ura. I, I just said that. I didn't even. Oh. Was I forgot what happened in this. Part. Well, what happens is Midori Fuji's under the, the left shoulder of Ura. And this it's Katasukashi time. I cannot say that today. Nah. But Ura broke, moved backwards. Midori Fuji responded quickly. He turned, attacked and drove Ura over the Tawara and off the doyo. Oh, into Midori Fuji. I, I don't know what happened to me during this bout. I don't have a single memory of it. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it happened very, very quickly. And plus it was Yobidashi Day on NHK. Yeah, so, so rather than get a replay after the bout, we had to get a close-up of the Yobidashi singing the uh, next two opponents, which I found very frustrating. Mm, <laughs> Show well, me the replay. Please. We need it. <laughs> we need to talk about this sumo. So... The bad news is that after that brilliant win yesterday, Ura is two and eight. Makakoshi. The good news there is that this is the first day for three days or so that his sister hasn't been sitting in the the second row, so she wasn't here to see the well, Makakoshi. Maybe she should have been there. Maybe. Maybe that support was what got him that magical one win yesterday. Oh, damn. But at Komasubi, Ura will leave that rank uh, come March, make a spot for someone else. Mm, oh, come on, damn. Yep. Could start with W and end with Akamoto Haru, but we'll soon see. Uh, and Meisei, uh, sorry, Meisei, Midori Fuji, I should say, stays on the road to Kachikoshi. His three wins and seven losses. I will just take a moment to say that this is quite devastating for Ura fans. I mean, there was oh, such is, a it? rush of him getting there. There was so much talk about it, so many posts about it. It was a real joy, and I hope that this doesn't take away from that joy. I mean, so many people have landed Komasubi, not been able to stick around. It's not just him. It's a really difficult rank. And you're exactly right about that. Komasubi is punishingly hard to stay at. And really, if you look at what got him there... It's not, I wouldn't call this the most convincing move into Komasubi. So in September, he was Maegashira 4. He went 9 and 6. That moved him to Maegashira 1 in November where he went 8 and 7. So it's not really one of those Komasubi entries where you're like, look out, here I am. Mm. This was just a a temporary bump that saw him at Komasubi. 
it was particularly disappointing given, as you said, him getting to Komosubi seemed to bring the sumo community together. Yeah, like yeah. this is one thing we could all agree on. Yeah, we love good Ura. Thing. And <laughs> it's happened and it yeah. it lasts as well. So he will always yes. be known now as uh, Komosubi Ura, which is fantastic for him. And even though this, this basho perhaps could be wiped a little bit from the memory, although it was such a great win yesterday against Atami Fuji, right? Um, you know. Let's yeah. keep the Ura joy in our memories. I'm trying to look for, for something. I mean, I was going to say, well, could he try to keep it to single-digit losses and maybe go with a 6-9? He's 2-8, and eight, so he'd, I don't know if that's quite realistic. No. But maybe maybe a 5-10 would be a good score for yeah, him. I yeah, I think so. Let's, Let's hope for that. Let's hope for that. <laughs> well, Kodnawaka, <laughs> Kodnawaka, the uh, leader came out against uh, Ono Sato, the other leader, both coming into this on uh, eight and one. A, a big sli- stare off. I, I noticed a slight discrepancy between their rankings, though. Oh yeah, Onosato, Magishiro, Magishiro 15. fifteen. Couldn't help but notice that he's popped up. <laughs> he has popped I mean, up. Remiss of me not to mention it. No, but but I mean that's the respect that Onosato is due. Of course, in his first basho in Makuchi, he's fighting. Sekiwake and inform Rikishi Kotnawaka. Sure, that makes sense. I commented. I was too busy commenting before this that the, the two big guys made the doyo look small. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, keeping my mind on important things here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the insights that you come to Sumo Manichi for. Yeah. And I think when we talked about day 10 yesterday, this was one of the bouts where we were like, number one, it's a bit of a crazy bout bringing him all the way up here, but our hopes and dreams are in this bout to be a good one. Yeah. What's he going to do? Can he shake well, the um, confidence of the Sekiwake? Exactly. And how does this newcomer sumo look against the best? Yeah, Kodnawaka has no idea how to yeah. fight against him. He's seen he, seen the tapes, but he's never felt the weight of his body against his. And it wasn't to be a fantastic bout. <laughs> no. It was to be a schooling because... At the touchy eye, Onosato made a huge mistake to let Kodnawaka get the hug one arm around on the inside, the other arm on the belt. And he was obviously able to use that straight away to take Onosato out. Yeah, I mean, Kodnawaka just made this look so easy. Just he, I was going to say disarmed Onosato in the sense that he took away any attacking potential that he had. But he did that via the arms. Yeah. Because when he got in close, Onosato found b- both of his arms quite high. Up and flapping around. He, he was literally at one point flapping, I think, his left arm. He didn't know what to do with it. Trying to find something to do with it. Uh, I mean, this was so effective from Konnawaka. There was no space, no time for a makakai. Couldn't push the arms back in. No room for a makakai. Couldn't move his body to no. the side. It, this just looked easy for Kodnawaka. Yeah, it really did. And he treated himself to a little extra push off the doyo, which for once, I actually oh, didn't begrudge him. Talk to me about this. Well, I think it was... You're not a fan of this. Probably, no. I like safe sumo. Yeah, but, safe sumo. <laughs> um, Onasato fell off. He didn't fall. He sort of just jumped off and landed okay. Plus he's young and his knees aren't shot yet. So I think that had a bit <laughs> yeah. to do with it. You know, he didn't yep. sort of fall awkwardly or anything like that. But... I did like, we say that Kodnawaka doesn't show a whole lot of emotion. We haven't see, seen him show much, talk much. He's, he's pretty, he's toes the line, I suppose. And so to see that sign of victory, that sign of 
hop off the Doyo Sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though they're both young. Yeah. Um, I thought was good and showed that he is very much enjoying being competitive. Yeah. And, and what a good feeling to a lot of eyes would have been on this bout. And to do that mm. to this hot young ricochet. He shut him down. He sh- completely shut him down. Well said. All right. So with that win, congratulations, Kodnawaka. You are nine and one now. Uh, Ono Sato, eight and two, only his second loss of the Basho. We're going to move on now to Sekiwake Daesho up against Ozeki Hoshoryu. As you would expect, a huge touchy eye from Daesho, but Hoshoryu absolutely stopped him in his tracks here. Daesho did the thing that he knows how to do, throws out these uh, high attacks well, I thought Hoshiri jumped forward off the touch yard and was able to smother those attacks so well. well. Initially, so impressed. Initially, but then yeah, actually, at the start, yeah, did then find some room. Yeah, but it's almost as like, is this what Hoshiri wanted? Because Hoshiri executed three movements almost at once, but a very fluid move through them. He pulled an arm through as Daesho attacked. He threw his left hand on the belt grip. And I think there was a third thing, but I didn't write it down. <laughs> but you should always do things in sets of three. Yeah. Uh, but from Turn here, around. well, no, the third thing was he spun Daesho around. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and then here he planted the other hand on the throat, forced Daesho to jump skyward for no apparent reason. Yes, I loved that. And over uh, the tour. <laughs> huge jump. I looked so hard at the replays to try to work out why he jumped. Yeah. One of my theories was Hoshiri's foot was there and he felt like he was going to trip over it. So, you know, when you try and correct your oh, motion. Oh, yeah, okay. And that was my only theory. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to say what the the, the reptile part of the brain does when Hoshiri's clamped his hand around your throat and you're going towards the edge of the dojo. Yeah. <laughs> Got to try something. Yeah. Uh, not enough for Daesho today, who is uh, 7-3. I think I've written that score down wrong. Uh, Hoshoryu, congratulations. That's Kachikoshi for you today. So impressive from Hoshoryu. He is red hot and he's managed to get himself over his little... I said Daesho was 7-3. He's actually 6-4. Okay. Apologies. Yes, I'm sure he'll he'll uh, give that to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hoshori's been able to get over his day five and six hump where he suddenly lost out of the blue to Gonoyaba and Abi, and he's just Yikes. come back yeah. and shown top sumo. It's so oh. impressive for him, and it's so interesting to watch as well. He's really a, a gem in the sumo crown at uh, the moment. And he's just he's in good form, apart from those two days in incredible form. Exactly. So he's eight and two, Daesho six and four, Kirishima versus Onosho. Onosho yeeted all the way up the doyo as well as Onosato. And this was a great bout to watch. It was so enjoyable. Onosho absolutely took it to the chest of Kirishima. He worked him across the doyo. He was able to keep his feet underneath him. He didn't show signs of the usual thing where he, he was his feet were lagging behind and he just took it to Kirishima. Yeah, I mean, I want Kirishima to be the next Yokozuna. I think he should be the next Yokozuna, but I was behind Onosho today. Mm. Uh, the, th- he, the things that Onosho usually does is to lose his feet during a bout like this, but he just kept them under him at every single turn. He attacked and attacked 
and attacked. Did not give Kirishima a second to breathe here. Yeah, Kirishima was on the defence the whole time. And boy, was that defence good, though. If you rewatch this bout and just watch Kirishima, he's constantly moving. He's constantly slapping away attacks, getting his body in a position where he can uh, not push back, but push against Onosho's attacks and not be thrown down. He's very, very patient. And I have to admit after maybe 15 or so seconds of this, I thought he's <laughs> going to get Onosho. He's going to get an angle on him soon yeah. where he gets him down or wrong-footed. And he did. It was Harukikomi in the end. He pushed Onosho to the side and down. Yeah, I think you said it afterwards. It's Kirishima's ability to keep his head uh, and stay calm. This bout, he was under pressure from Onosho, no doubt about it. I think that final sequence where he managed to step aside, Kirishima looked more in control. I think the first half of this, I think he was really scrambling. Yeah, yeah, I think he absolutely took it to him and it was so great to see this kind of sumo from Onosho. It's a sumo he's wanted to do and he almost pulled it off today. He pounded the dirt afterwards (laughs) and just... Got a bit flouncy in his walk back. I love to see this. He looked really disappointed. Yeah. He thought he should have put this one away. I mean, that shows that he cares. Yep. That's what that says to me. Uh, I'm not sure. He's eight and two. I mean, that's that's wild. That's only his second loss. Yeah. I mean, there are two Fusenchos in there. We yep. shouldn't forget that. Yep. I have been forgetting that yeah. on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's Kirishima's Kachikoshi yes. as well. Step one, Kachikoshi at Ozeki. Step two, you know, can he take it to the Yusho? Uh, can he become Yokozuna? But yeah. a very important step one today knocked off yeah. the Kachikoshi. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, that brings us to the final bout of day 10. Yokozuna Terunofuji up against Maegashira to Kimborzan. Now, the touchy eye wasn't fantastic here for Kimborzan, was it? It's like he didn't know whether he was going for the belt or not. He seemed to hesitate. No, I'm not sure if he had a, a plan. No. <laughs> <laughs> was he a bit starstruck? Or maybe, maybe. Just thought he had a bit more time. He yeah. didn't have any time. No, I, I think w- they both did establish, well, Terunofuji had his left hand on uh, Kimborzan's belt. Kimborzan did get a right hand. And I wondered where that hesitation might have been that he couldn't get that left hand far enough around and just gave up on it. Yeah. So, he was flapping his arm around a bit. I don't know yeah. if he was working it for a throw yeah, forward or weird, something. Wasn't I wasn't it? sure what he was doing. Yeah. Anyway, so there was a brief moment where, you know, they both had that single-handed belt grip. Kim Bozan had found himself a bit close to the Tawara, so obviously was pushing back hard to make sure that Terunofuji couldn't advance him further. And then Terunofuji just explodes mm. with the biggest uwatanage you will ever see. Heaving Kimborzan around his body, almost happening in slow motion, and dumps the big man in the center of the doyo. I mean, Terunofuji. Yeah. Come on. It gave great uh, <laughs> Yokozuna playing with the Sandanme yeah. in Keiko energy. Didn't it? It really did. Even though Kimborzan's yeah. big and he did have to throw a big guy down, it was just so easy. It was, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Such a beautiful reversal of yeah. the positions and, and turnaround. And he really, I think he did it for style points as well, because there was a dump aspect. There was. And there was <laughs> a motion afterwards. And I, I thought it was cool. I really liked seeing this from Terunofuji. I think it's I think it's a win that he needed to send a message after, yeah, 
yes, he beat Ryud and, and Nishikigi over the first uh, over the last two days, both the Maegashira fives. But as we commented, didn't have the easiest time of it and had to work quite hard to come against Maegashira six today, Kim Bozan, and just do something so stylish and so comprehensive. I think that's a real, uh, it's a good look for the Yokozuna. I think so. An easy day for him today yeah. and he deserves it. He's had quite a few tricky ones, but that is his. Kachikoshi as well, Kim Bozan, after today on 5 and 5. Okay, well, that's it for day 10. Why don't you take us through the leaderboard? I can. Just need to go back a few. We've got Kodnowaka out by himself on 9 and 1. And then on 8, Terunofuji, Kirishima, Hoshoryu, Onosho and Onosato. And you have to think that the winner of this show is going to come from that pack. Oh, yes. Now, the uh, Torakumi for tomorrow, the, the three lower-ranked Rikishi starting with O, Onosho, Oho, and Onosato are all up fighting high tomorrow. Oh. Uh, at the top, uh, Terunofuji takes on Onosho. And they don't have a bad record, actually. I mean, in terms of Onosho has beaten Terunofuji recently, Uh Back in January 2022, when Fuji was Yokozuna, and in November 2021 also. No, I've got that completely the wrong way around. <laughs> it was back in 2021 when uh, Fuji was Sekiwake. Onosho has beaten him. So, I mean, a lot of water under the bridge since then. A lot of injuries, a lot of tears, a lot of happy times. But Onosho does know how to take it to Terunofuji. And given his performance today, I'm confident that he's going to give Terunofuji a challenge tomorrow. Yeah, I think so. That'll be a great bout. Now, what about before that, Onosato and Hoshoryu? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. I can't... Like, I try to think of that in my yeah, mind and it just imagine. goes a bit fuzzy. Kirishima takes on Daesho. And then, as we said before, Sekiwake Kodnawaka is up against Oho. Yeah. So that's interesting I mean, programming, that's isn't it? Very interesting. Uh, those bouts are the final four bouts of day eleven, so it's really top heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's everybody in that top yeah, group, it isn't is. it? Yeah, it is. So uh, you know, if you do get to the sumo a little late tomorrow, I think that's completely fine because as long as you're there for those last four, you are going to see some things. I would say that the first bout of Makuchi is another one I would highlight: Takanosho and yeah, Kodoshoho, both going very well on seven and three. So that's a Playoff for Kachikoshi. So if you are going tomorrow, make sure you get there for the first bout. And we've got another pitch. one of those too. Uh, Maegashira 1, Wakamoto Haru is up against Tamawashi Ooh. at Maegashira 10, both oh, on no. seven wins. Battle of the hearts. Uh, and in less good news, uh, I know there's another three, seven, oh, three, seven. Ryuden. Yep. So an interesting piece of programming for day 11. Some big highs, some big lows. Uh, we'll be here to bring you all the action then. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. See you then. Bye. Bye.